Right, Chev? We are live. You know, Bjorn, as we do more of these podcasts, I thought it would be worth checking out the, quote, lowercase c competition to see what they're up to. I was shocked, utterly blown away. Of course, I've never listened to a podcast or radio show before. I mean, why would I have? I have little need for ephemeral amusements. I prefer to spend my time in silent, active meditation, focusing my mind on the one or two mysteries that somehow still managed to elude me. Anyway, point is, I was surprised to hear them reading advertising propaganda to their audiences. I want to say this now, and I'll only say it once. This is something I will never subject my students to. You will never see me stoop to the level of a sad, robotic, corporate servant reading algorithmically generated advertising copy to you. You will never hear me saying something like this. The Houston Astros losing the World Series in Game 7 was a disaster. But you know what else is a big disaster? Trying to create your own website. HTML, CSS, PHP, CMS. Who has time for that? That's why you need Squarespace. Squarespace is the easy way to create your very own professional website using simple drag-and-drop actions. If you want to give Squarespace a try, head to squarespace.com right now and sign up for a free trial. Are you hearing me loud and clear? No amount of money on earth or elsewhere will corrupt me. I don't even believe in the concept of money. I use it, sure. I have lots. I mean lots of it, but I don't acknowledge its existence. And when you're free from the materialistic trappings of a physical existence, you don't have to resort to the type of prostituting that I've overheard some of these charlatan DJs and podcast hosts resorting to. I even heard one of them say this, and I quote, Honey is a free browser add-on available on Google, Opera, Firefox, and Safari. If it's a browser, it has Honey. All you have to do is when you're checking out on one of these major sites, just click that little orange button and it will scan the entire internet and find discount codes for you. 10 million people use it. It has 100,000 five-star reviews. So unless you hate money, <laughs> you should install Honey. Well, here's the thing. I do hate money, Honey. So you're never going to get me to lower myself to this pit of desperation that other podcasters seem to love to dwell in. Anyway, I know I got a bit worked up, but I feel very strongly about this issue. Now, you know what to do. You must hang with Chevy Mustang. You must hang with Chevy Mustang for a while. Dial me up, because you must hang with Chevy Mustang for a while. Dial me up, because you must hang with Chevy Mustang for a while. All right, dear listener, it's time for me to give you another little sneak peek into my past. An opportunity for you to get to know Chevy Mustang that much better. And I'm going to talk to you this week a little bit more about my calling him a friend doesn't even really do the depth of our relationship justice but because we are sort of confined by the English language I'll just use the term friend for now all right I talked a little bit about Cameron on the last episode of Must Hang, and I played you guys a little voicemail that he left me. So I figured I'd give you a little bit more insight into Cameron and I and our past and how we met. I made the spur of the moment spontaneous decision in about 1990. No, it was 2004, to go on retreat in Big Sur. And this was before I had really reached peak spiritual development. All right, so I was a little bit more prone to sort of common neuroses, right? Like sort of social anxiety and stuff, none of which I have to deal with now anymore. Anyway, I went to this retreat in Big Sur. And 
it was on this lovely premises. There were these hot water baths on the edge of a cliff overlooking the sea. And you could see whales going by and coming up and spouting. out of water from their little cute little breathing holes. Anyway, there I was in one of these hot watering holes. There were probably about 50 to 70 other people in the watering holes. And you could smell the patchouli. And there was lots and lots of like sort of blonde dreadlocked males and females wearing lots and lots of beads or waxing on about spiritual principles. Just the kind, the kind of discourse that I live for. Just a bunch of seekers who've gotten together to deepen themselves. And all of a sudden, I feel this splash of water on my face. And I was like, what? What the heck is this? But why? Is this a wave come up from the ocean and landed here? That doesn't make any sense. Then I looked to my side and there was this fellow just laughing, just giggling and laughing. And at first I thought, what the heck? What the heck? Why did you just splash me with water like this? But I saw the joy in his face. He was convulsing with joyous laughter. And I couldn't help in that moment but start to laugh too. I started to laugh and laugh. This boy had just splashed water right in my darn face. I was stunned, but there I was laughing because his laughter was so utterly infectious. And I said, what is your name? I must know. You are a real character. And he said in that unmistakable voice, he said, my name is Cameron. I wish I could do an impression of him. He has such a funny accent. And I said, my name is Chevy Mustang. And from that moment on, we were best friends. We, since that moment, have shared every single moment of life together, even if we're not living it, even if we're not in the same geographical location. We call each other up. We Marco Polo each other and send each other videos and keep each other posted and abreast on our lives, always. He is my deepest, truest friend. And he always will be. And that's another little slice of Chevy Mustang's life. All right, Bjorn, let's get on with the show. And now it's time for Capital T Truth with Chevy Mustang. So, Chev, over the past couple, like three or four weeks, a lot of um, mayors have been rolling out these kind of report on your neighbor programs. Like here in California, the uh, mayor said snitches get and instead of making the joke snitches get stitches mm. he said snitches get rewards now to me that seems <laughs> troubling great. to be encouraging people to be reporting on the neighbors even in a quarantine so, so what are your thoughts on that i think it's great i mean look give me one example of like a state employing this sort of method and having it go awry i mean to me it's obvious that this is in the public interest and See something, say something. I love that saying. You know what I mean? It's like, see something, say something. I mean, wow. It just crackles and pops off the tongue. I really like that saying. And I think this applies here. If you see someone going around, all right, and they're outside walking their dog, and it's allergy season, right? So there's people who have a, get a little bit of a tickle in their throat. And maybe they take off the mask for a moment to give a little cough or something like that. And then they put it back on and I'm in my kitchen and I can see them from across the street doing this. Am I going to speed dial Governor Gavin Newsom and tell him about this nuisance? Of course I am. I'm going to do it immediately and I'm going to expect law enforcement to act promptly and efficaciously to apprehend this person. Yeah, I guess my point is I understand that it's a serious issue mm. and we are trying to get people to comply and stay home and keep everyone safe, but sure. it just seems worrying. Like, historically, when they have got people to start ratting out to their neighbors, it's been a problem. Well, that's a pretty strong claim. I mean, I would love to see your sources on that. It seems like you're sort of making things up out of thin air to justify your neuroses. 
I mean, what about like Germany after World War Two? <laughs> in like come East on, Berlin. Bjorn. Oh, come on. That's a quite a false equivalency. Come on. You're going to give me the slippery slope argument? Look, I'm not a, I'm not trying to go skiing with you right now. All right? Like, I'm not trying to go boarding on the fresh pow-pow with you right now. I'm trying to have an intellectual discussion with you. All right? So, you're going to, like, bring up this, like, weird anecdotal stuff and try to tie it into this. It seems like... You're doing quite a bit of mental gymnastics to get there. Okay. Well, as usual, we always have uh, interesting and differing opinions, but always sure. glad to hear your thoughts on anything. Sure. Fly, Congos. You can follow me on social media at the Chevy Mustang. That's at the Chevy Mustang on Twitter and Instagram. Fresno local news update with Tyler Paul. Good afternoon. I'm Tyler Paul reporting for the Eagle KFFE, Fresno's only local news station. So Chevy, nothing happened in Fresno this week. There's literally nothing I can report on there. And because of this, I've basically just been hanging out on Instagram a bunch, minding my own business. And the other day, I'm scrolling, 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 and all of a sudden, this bombshell pops up in my feed. Apparently, the world-famous actor John Travolta's son has got a new TikTok account. And get this, Mr. Travolta announced this to the world from his own account. Hey there, 
So my son Ben started a TikTok account. His username is I like ice cream one five six. Please follow him and all my love to all of you. Thank you. And if that wasn't shocking enough, a few days later, he posted again with this to say. Hello, everyone. I hope you're doing okay during this uh, quarantine time. And uh, my son, Ben, changed his TikTok name to Ben underscore Travolta, all small letters. So check it out if you care to and uh, have a good day. What I thought was going to be a real slow news week has turned into a hell of a break for me career-wise because I'm pretty sure I've got an exclusive on this. Back to you, Chevy. All right. He changed his TikTok username? Wow, that's a risky move. I mean, I guess if you have Tom Travolta as your father and you can run onto his social media platforms and alert the public every time you have this sort of caprice to change your username, I guess that might mitigate some of the negative consequences or confusion of having all of a sudden a totally different TikTok username. I wouldn't advise this to people without sort of celebrity parents to do this because I think what it might do is just confuse people. It's like people are following you and they love watching your dances and then all of a sudden you're not there anymore. You have a different username and all this following that you built up through vigilant daily dancing and dancing to whatever mindless vapid pop songs over and over and shaking your butt or whatever and then people can't find you anymore right but i guess it's helpful that this fellow has this a scientologist um thespian um hero for a father and I don't believe that's an overstatement. I believe he has at least been nominated by Anderson Cooper personally to be a CNN hero. And he's definitely a hero in my book. I love weirdos, all right? This fellow who's at the top, the very tip top of the Church of Scientology because he's done the work. And remember, I respect and admire all spiritual traditions. Every single one. There's not a single religion out there, not a single one that has a bad idea in it. Not a single one. Show me one. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. That's a challenge for you. Prove me wrong. Show me one religion that has a single bad idea in it and you win this little game. Congratulations, you'll win it, but you won't because you won't be able to do that. All right. So Tom Travolta did the work. He rose in the hierarchy, rose in the ranks and all of the orgs and the different things and suppressed the necessary people from his life who he needed to suppress in order to rise to the very top. He walked on the backs of those who he needed to walk on the backs on. And cast aspersions at that. Go, go ahead, you can do that, but don't do it before looking inward. Have you ever walked on anyone's back to get a promotion at your job to get the bigger cubicle, whatever, to get sort of the corner office? I have a feeling you've probably done a little snishing and snashing before so that you could probably win the big prize. All right, so let's not, let's not rush to be judgmental. And the fact that Tom Travolta is willing to go on his own TikTok to try to entice people to come in and then follow his eight-year-old boy on, for, on his TikTok. Do you, know, do you know what this is? This is benevolent masculinity. This is the type of guy who can will go out in public, he'll wear a salmon-colored shirt because he knows he knows he's a man's man. Do you know what I mean? He'll wear pink socks and they'll be peeking out from under his trousers and he's not going to have a care in the world about it because he doesn't have insecurity about that because he knows he's a man's man. Anyway, that's my two cents on that one. Mahmoud Ahmed. Many 
ساعتو میدریسی ممچشین آسیبه آسیبه او یه دمام بکشال لانو چه تربیم افوی بانه لبیم فکر نچین آگین چه آگین چه لیاروشی قاقوالو تربیم لانو چه نفکال لانو چه آت سوره آچیم ترابو ترابو سوسونش باچیم های نفکال لانو چه Top 40 with a 40-year-old in Bjorn Duck. Chev, this is Greta Van Fleet, Highway Tune. All right. Listen to that riff. And the druid singing the background vocals. Oh, wow. Oh, boy, here we go. We're in the rumble seats now, folks. Buckle up. Wow. Now, this... Correct me if I'm wrong, is a Led Zeppelin cover band that I've seen before at the Whiskey A called Les Zeppelin. Uh, uh, and they are this group of lesbians, all fantastic, incredibly not, proficient, virtuosic players, and they cover Led Zeppelin songs. And boy, do they do it well. Whenever they have a show, and I'm not like at a retreat or something like that, I'm there in the front row. I'm taking pictures and I'm screaming my heart out along to the music. And they do the most impeccable Les Zeppelin covers. These are not easy songs to recreate, all right? Led Zeppelin, the drum beats were all over the place. Uh, John Bonham's a great drummer, but you know, he wasn't playing to a click track. And boy, did his tempo swing back and forth like a kinetic wrecking ball. Right? And that's what's so glorious about his playing, but it's not easy to replicate. And these broads in Les Zeppelin really, really tap into that original energy of Led Zeppelin. And they, I mean, listen, the proof's in the pudding. I should probably shut up and just let you take this in for a second. This is Les Zeppelin, folks. 
That's Les, as in lesbian. Les Zeppelin, let the tape roll, Bjorn. This is good stuff. God, with some of these tunes that are just so damn good, I just wish we could play the whole darn record. I'm envisioning myself right now blasting down PCH, windows down, robots in their riot gear glimmering in my rearview mirror as I rocket north up the coast, paying no mind at all to the laws of traffic or physics and just blasting the asphalt, listening to the sounds of Les Zeppelin coming through my Bang & Olufsen speakers in my white BMW 3 Series with leather black interior. So Shiv, this is Sam Smith and Demi Lovato. The song's called I'm Ready. Oh, very sensual. Mm. Mm. We all know that feeling. Just waiting for our phones to light up with that midnight text message from a frisky lover. We all know that feeling. That's wonderful. Your heart starts to beat and you start to sweat a little bit from your armpits. And that's just your body readying itself for sex. That's all that is. It's nothing to be ashamed of. Sweat starts to pour from your armpits and the palms of your hands. And that's how you know you're ready for love making. And this is a great song to make love to. I really, this is really, for me this is really touching what the essence of love making is. Oh wow. Oh listen to that sub. Oh my goodness, listen to that sub bass. Oh we're, oh we're fucking now. We were making love a second ago, but now it's smack, 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 and you can see that all the, the butt is just moving and slapping and flapping around. Oh my goodness, this is some real fuck stuff right now. Now we're really getting into it. The headboard is banging against the wall and the broad that's hanging from the four poster bed just flew off it and hit the cat in the face and it went meow, right and it ran out of the room and now we're fuck, 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 fucking. Oh, listen to this. And that's so right now, what she's doing right now is vocally simulating the female orgasm, which is when the woman allows herself to just abandon all control and sense of propriety and starts making the most inane monkey noises. Because she's feeling so good. She's feeling so good that she starts to make all these just crazy noises and her body goes shiver, shiver. And there's just the squirting of fluids going everywhere and getting in your face. And now you're just completely covered in sort of her, you know, nether H2O. It's just completely, your body is slick with it. There will be a lot of babies made to this tune. And I sign off on that one. I, I'll co-sign this one. You, everyone, take off those rubbers. That fad is over. And get to baby making to this song. Demi Lovato is ready. You are ready too. I don't care what your life circumstances are. I don't care if you have a penny in the bank. I don't care if you have two nickels to rub together. I don't care if you're in a problematic relationship or not. Make those babies. Do it. If you want to follow me on Twitter, if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's at the Chevy Mustang. Really simple. At the Chevy Mustang. Give me a follow. Let's interact. And now, Chevy Mustang reads a joke. All right, it's time for my very most favorite segment. All my return listeners, which are all of you, know this. All right, let's get on with the joke. Here we go. What do you get when you cross a joke and a rhetorical question? I just got it. That one was that was like a dark horse. That's that, that was like a sleeper joke. Boy, did that just I, it was like pulled me into the quicksand. It took a second for me to get completely down into the muck and start to drown in the laughter. But wow, that's a good joke. All right, now let's do the second joke of the segment. Everybody ready? Lean into the speaker. Here we go. There are two kinds of people in the world. 
those who need closure. <laughs> wow, Bjorn, you really know how to pick them. I don't know if you're like really doing some deep dives on, on subreddit or what, but boy, oh boy, are these funny jokes. I feel like on that second one, I almost did pass away. From, from laughter. That's really, really great stuff. And now it's time for spiritual studies with Shivy Master. I have been noticing of late that there is an aversion to anything related to religion. I, of course, embrace all isms, all of them. I've never met an ism I don't like. <laughs> So this week, I want to focus on Proverbs 21 from a book called the Bible. Ever heard of it? <laughs> the way of man is forward and strange, but as for the pure, his work is right. It is better to dwell in the corner of the housetop than with a brawling woman in a wide house. The line I want to focus on is, it is better to dwell in the corner of the housetop than with a brawling woman in a wide house. Now, that was from the King James Version. All right, I find the Christian Standard Bible Version a little more to the point. And this is the quote from the Christian Standard Version. Better to live on the corner of a roof than to share a house with a nagging wife. Wow. Wow, that reads like a slap in the face. That's a hard passage to read, even for me as a fundamentalist of every single religion that exists. But I have a major problem with this verse. I have a bone to pick with this one. So it reads, Better to live on the corner of a roof than to share a house with a nagging wife. It is singular, alright, and to my mind quite discriminatory. I mean, it is not taking into account at all people like me who have a multitude of wives. The sort of construction of the sentence, it could have been made so much more comprehensive if it had just read to share a house with a nagging wife or wives. I realize not everyone has, you know, a veritable harem like I do with multiple wives. And, and I don't want people who only have just one little sad little wife that they barely do any fornication with. I don't want them to be excluded. All right. I want them to be included, too. But is it too much to ask for the polyamorous community to be included as well? And this could be done with a simple S. Put a little S on it. Is that so hard? <laughs> Is that so hard to do? Honestly, just put one little S on it. Problem solved. Even the parentheses S. Put the S in two little parentheses if that makes you feel more comfortable. And that's my take on this proverb. Let's get on with the show. Machlatini Babaye. Hey, I'm 
This is season one of American Idol winner Kelly Clarkson with her song, I Dare You. Ah, right. The American false idol, Kelly Clarkson. I know just by the song title and her catalogue of work exactly what this song will be about. It's always the same thing, and there's nothing wrong with that. But this will be a song about somebody else wronging her and her rising above it. Isn't that beautiful? Somebody else is responsible for all of the problems in Kelly Clarkson's life. She is not responsible for any of it. None of it. It's not her fault, any of it, all right? It's all the fault of either an overbearing lover or a lover who didn't quite love her the way that she needed to be loved or an overbearing parent or something like this. And I'm just going to venture a a very educated guess that this song falls into that wheelhouse and she's daring someone to recognize just how lovely she is or something like this. You know, I think she's talking probably about surmounting her feelings of angst that she's feeling toward this other person who is completely responsible for all of her problems. You know, Michael Jackson had this song about take a look at the man in the mirror. And sort of Kelly Clarkson's brand is do not look at the woman in the mirror. Whatever you do, do not address how you may have had some semblance of a hand in some of the problems of your life. They are all coming at you from the outside, from evildoers who are two-dimensional figures, very black and white sort of constructions who cause you all of your woes and you don't have to take any personal accountability about any of them. All right, great tune. Let's get on to the next one. Chev, this is uh, Oliver Tree. Song is called Let Me Down. <laughs> Sounds like someone went to their nearest newsstand and pulled some Pixies tablature out of the latest edition of Guitar World and then put their own melody on top of these chords that itself also sounds uncannily similar to Black Francis's band The Pixies. Sort of sounds like if The Pixies went to Imagine Dragons and said, hey, will you produce a song for us? We have these sort of unconventional changes of the guitar chords, and could you do something to make it all feel a lot more sort of, I don't know, bland and commercial? Could you put like some fat beats behind it and take out any sort of feeling of ingenuity? And look, this is something that all beginners do, all right? When I was a young composer in my like middle teens, probably, I would do that too, all right? I would go to the newsstand and I would rip out the Pearl Jam tablature and I would learn the songs. The difference, I guess, would be I didn't record them and try to pass them off as my own. I guess that would be the only difference. But look, to each his own is what I say. I don't fault them for this. They probably felt like they didn't have an original thought to sort of pursue. And so they would just use the Pixies music and then say, this is my song. But um, anyways, Let's get on to the next song. Are you following me on Twitter yet? Are you following me on Instagram yet? If you're not, the handles are at the Chevy Mustang. That's at the Chevy Mustang. And now it's time for Dear Chevy, Help Me Help Myself. All right, Chevy, we have some new questions. Sure. Uh, This one is from Elijah Parrish. Oh, right. Chevy, the other day I asked my mom for Chevy Mustang merch, and she asked why, and I replied, because I want to. And she still (laughs) didn't buy it. 
How do I convince her? Question, question. Sorry, I missed the last bit of the question because that was, that was so funny. Well, because they put in the title of my single, which I love. <laughs> I, I think what I love the single and I love that they included it in the question. But could you read it one more time yes, because uh, I missed the said, content. Uh, and she still didn't buy it. How do I convince her? I think she's a little disappointed that because I want to, did not get her what she wanted. Ah, uh, this is a tough one. When our parents get into sort of the sunset stage of their lives and what I like to call sort of the Joe Biden effect, they start to be a little bit less on their toes, a little bit less capable of putting together a coherent sentence and a little less amenable to reason. Because obviously what you asked for was perfectly reasonable. You want some swag of your number one spiritual teacher. Um, is there anything wrong with that? No. Is there everything right with that? Absolutely. So the fact that your mother was not immediately compliant, did not immediately open up her wallet and start making credit cards rain in your direction, leads me to believe she might be suffering from this Biden effect. I believe the clinical term for it is acute dementia. So I'm sorry for this for you. All right. This is difficult to deal with, but it's something that we all deal with. All of us are going to deal with this. So I want you to just be very sympathetic to her and don't challenge her and just wait until she goes to sleep Then sneak into her broom and go into her purse, pull out her wallet, get her credit card, and then go sneak back into your room. Tiptoe, tiptoe, very light on your feet. You don't want to wake her up. All right, and then go into your room, open up your laptop, and then go to my website. ChevyMustang.com And then you buy all the swag that you want. And chances are she won't even notice. Alright, the little silver lining of this condition. She'll have no earthly clue that you did this. Alright, great question. Alright, Chevy, we got a question here from Danny Sumsense. Ha 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 ha. That's actually uh, a good one. I heard you do that sarcastic laugh. Obviously, it's, you feel as though it's an affront to your ego, and that's the way you feel about everything, whether it is or isn't. So I'm not surprised, but I think it's a good just, little joke that he smuggled in there. Yeah, it's not really funny to me. You know, nonsense has value. Uh, it challenges the rational mind. Some sense is just, you know, a little bit of information. It's a dangerous thing. And it's of no use. Let me get to the question okay, here. Hey, great, Chevy, because I'm I can literally hear down, people changing the channel. I can right achieve now my goal of walking again by opening the proper channels of my mind. Do you have any suggestions on areas to focus my attention for this enlightenment? I didn't hear the first part of the question because, like, the poor subordinate that you All are, right, so, uh, I was just in the, the question midst again here. of commenting on... All right, so, hey, Chevy, I'm paralyzed from the waist down, but I believe through your teachings I can achieve my goal of walking again mm -hmm. by opening the proper channels of my mind. Do mm -hmm. you have any suggestions on areas to focus my attention for this enlightenment? All right, that's a great question. The answer is quite simple, but it's not going to be easy to hear. This is a distinction that I often make, and it's often true when you're getting into spiritual axioms and principles. All right. Paralysis, absolutely sure, it has physical manifestations. But if you really want to get to the root of the problem, the causes and conditions, it's all in your mind. It's all in your mind. All right. If you really wanted to, you could spring forth from between the sheets, hop onto your feet, throw open the curtains, and scream hallelujah at the day and get on with your business. There's a little part of you that just isn't ready for that yet. And that's okay. That's okay. I'm not here to shame you for that. You stay paralyzed for as long as you need to in order to develop sufficient readiness to be able to overcome this personal problem that you are perpetuating. All right? So I would just say remain open to the possibility of this readiness. Even if you say, no, this will never be me. I will never be able to jump up and down and jump out the door and skip down the street. Even if you're telling yourself this lie. All right. Uh, straight from the horse's mouth, Chevy Mustang is telling you 
to get over your paralysis. It's not real. Uh, once again, uh, this is not medical advice from a medical professional, in case that wasn't clear. <laughs> Modern medicine, Western medicine is a joke. All right, but remain tied to these delusions that you have. Keep taking your vaccines and your antibiotics, okay? Good luck with that. <laughs> we need you to go to ChevyMustang.com and all you do is you click on the Ask Me a Question button and you submit your questions and it could be anything. Are you struggling in relationships? Are you are you struggling at work? Do, are there unresolved situations that you're having a hard time accepting? Are you confused about what situations you can influence and what situations you cannot? These are all rife for the asking. And that's what I'm here for. I'm going to give you advice and help to walk you through. So go to ChevyMustang.com. That's ChevyMustang.com. And click on the button that says, ask me a question. Sounds good? Sounds great. Chev, I thought we'd kind of delve into the country world, if you can call it oh. that. This is a guy called Kane Brown. Cool again. All right. That's working for me. Ooh, not anymore. Oh, good lord. Oh my goodness. Honestly, Bjorn, if I vomit all over this SM7 or whatever, I'll buy you a new one. You know that money's no object for me. Um, I feel terrible about defiling your microphone like that, but you know I'm good for it. I just, this song is absolutely revolting to me. I liked the intro before this fellow lifted his leg and started urinating all over it. Good lord. Oh, and that little hey. He put in that little hey, and the producer was like, that was great. Give me another one of those. I might use that later on the song also. I might put in a few more of those because that was really, really cool. Let me listen and see what he's actually singing about. I'm going to try to move beyond the unbearable sound of the voice. Oh, he stopped singing. Oh, I like the song now. Oh, this is not bad. Let it ride. Let it play. Bjorn, I wonder if you could make me a version of this song that's just an instrumental so I could listen to it. Oh, God, there he goes again. Honestly, now, why are these blokes always singing about the last summer and I have the girl riding the shotgun in her little jeans? It's a, is there nothing else in the world that moves you to write a song, for God's sake? I mean, really? It's like they're scraping the banality barrel and getting the banality resin and putting it in, you know, a crack pipe and then smoking it and getting high off of their own drivel. All right, thank God it's over. We've come to that point at the end of the show. It's time to do our meditation. I want you to get yourself comfortable, whether you're sitting crisscross applesauce on the floor, or you're in a chair, or on a sofa. Make yourself comfortable. Try to be mindful of your posture and without making yourself uncomfortable, try to have as straight a posture possible. And for this one, I want you to visualize the person who pops into your mind right now when you think about problematic relationship in your life that feels unresolved. It's probably the first person that came to mind. <laughs> Let's be honest, could be a co-worker, could be a boyfriend or girlfriend, a husband or wife or wives, could be a friend, all right? And now that you've got their picture in your mind, I want you to say these words to them. Don't say them out loud, say them in your mind. I want you to say, the problem that I have with you is all your fault, if only you would bend to my needs and desires and whims more totally, we wouldn't have a problem at all. If you would merely satisfy me in all the ways 
I've told you I need to be satisfied, and all the ways I have not told you I need to be satisfied, we would have no problem. Therefore, the onus for this fracture, this chasm between us, lies 100% with you, not with me. I am completely absolved of any wrongdoing or responsibility. 100% of the blame lies with you, and until you are willing to capitulate and submit yourself completely to me, to be as malleable as a piece of clay so that I can mold you into exactly what I want you to be, and be assured that you will never deviate in any way from the path that I have set for you in my mind with the story that I've made up about you, we can no longer continue to have a relationship. I want you to now say this in your mind. Nothing is ever my fault, ever, not once, and it never will be. And all of my problems are exterior, and the fault of others, society, and the world at large. All right, students, blink your little eyes open now. Wipe the little eye boogies from that beautiful point where your eye meets your nose. Get the little crust out and flick it across the room. Take a nice, deep, conscious breath. Remember, take this meditation into your day. Block those phone numbers you need to block. And block them on Instagram too while you're at it, alright? Make sure they can't see any of your stuff. Alright, this concludes another episode of Mustang with Chevy Mustang. Mustang.